I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And we just watched the, the one I love. So since we're just kind of like dipping our toes in here, I think maybe we shouldn't spend too much time in there the first go around. Okay. How's a 15 minute sound? Yeah, I think that's good. Hello? Whoa, fascinating. Tell me. Do you understand how insane you sound right now? It's really odd. It's like a perfect retreat. Just the two of you. I've sent a lot of couples there and they've all come back renewed. Is it another dimension when you go through the door? You want to go back. This is something that we've been talking about, creating a new relationship. I imagine like horseback riding with a little satchel of wine, you know? Not some weird version of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. We'll make up some ground rules. Okay, no spying. We'll be honest with each other about what happens in the house. Selfie. It's like an exercise in trust. Sophie? kidding me. Open the door. Okay, Ethan. How do you see this playing out? I'm not leaving. This entire weekend has been one planned trap. Cheers. Cheers. To a perfect weekend together. We also had a fantastic time when we did ecstasy, but we're not going to do that every day of our lives because you die. Right. All right. So the one I love, I uh, I picked this one last time, which was a long time ago. We haven't done this in a while, but uh, and I I picked it before because uh, I mentioned that it's not a, a horror movie, but I felt it kind of fell in line with like my kind of spooky interests and stuff so i don't want to give anything away so just in case uh you know we'll do like a spoiler free thing at first and then we'll go into the spoilers well i, I think we should say to. straight up front though if you haven't seen this movie and you know nothing about it yeah th- that's how you should see the movie yeah exactly like if you're just go ahead and turn it off now <laughs> if you have basically. a passing interest to see but if you have yeah. already seen it then obviously you're on board with us and yeah exactly yeah definitely like if you haven't seen this movie and know nothing about it you're in the best possible way to see it um <clears throat> and don't go by what it says on Netflix because Netflix actually gives the best, re- uh, not review, but the best uh, synopsis because it gives nothing away. Right. Uh, but basically what it says on Netflix is that this couple, they're having marriage problems and they decide, or their uh, therapist suggests that they go to some house out in the mountains or somewhere. I don't even know where he said it was. But it's sort of like a getaway place so they can go and kind of, you know, you know, rekindle the fire in their relationship. Uh, and then that's that's basically all you can say without giving anything away of interest. <laughs> and, they're, and they're essentially the only three characters in the entire movie, right? Yeah, they're really the only three actors other than that scene where they go to the diner. That's oh, yeah, the only other time right. you see anybody else but them. But speaking parts, for the most part, it's yeah, just, those, just those, three, those three and then a couple of phone calls. Right, you hear it's voices. very isolated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I believe like Mary Steenburgen is actually one of the voices on some of the she is, stuff. Yeah. Yes. And uh, which makes sense. She's yeah. married to uh, Ted, Ted Danson, who yeah. plays the therapist. Um, 
So I guess at this point we can go ahead and say, spoiler alert. There's no way to talk about the rest of the movie without giving everything away. Yeah, exactly. So like, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, if you haven't seen this movie, just turn this off and watch it now because you're gonna. It's you don't want to ruin this movie for yourself because. I don't know. I don't know how you guys felt about it or not, how you felt about it, but I love this movie, and I feel like if I had known anything about it before, it might have kind of. Well, I had it seen it bit. on Netflix before. The description, and based on the description, I said, mm, "Nah." Yeah. It's gonna be a typical love story. No thanks. Yeah, and so exactly. I passed. And then when Jeff recommended it, I checked it out, and it was not what I expected. Yeah. Okay. So spoilers from here on out. I, I I'll just tell you like the when I started watching it, I was cleaning my bedroom. And I was just like, I'll just put something on while I'm cleaning. And I put it on, and it got to that scene where she comes back into the house, and he's in the house. And like, I just stopped what I was doing and looked up. I was like, wait a minute. Did I miss something? Like, I thought he was just in the little house in the back. Like, how did he already? Wait a minute. And I got up, and I even rewound the movie to make sure like, that I didn't miss anything. But, um, but anyway, yeah. I, do we want to give like a synopsis of what happens or uh Kia didn't you have something queued up for us or am I mistaken no I have nothing queued up I I have summer I I have a summary that's what I mean yeah yeah like a like a little synopsis it's not little but we'll see what happens (laughs) that's what she said (laughs) the spoiler the first spoiler is that so the setup of the retreat is there's three buildings on the property there's the main house there's a guest house and there's another little thing that's called the coop so um the main places though are the main house and the the guest house so the couple goes and they stay in the main house Mm -hmm. but the spoiler is that when they go into the guest house there's basically a carbon copy of their significant other that's perfect in every way right so when the wife well, at least to to what they can she can tell at first when she first meets the carbon copy of her husband he right. seems like a he seems know, per- he's like yeah. he has like a romantic dinner laid yeah, out and everything's perfect as the husband puts it he's like he's exactly like him but about 20 percent cooler and 20 percent better looking he works out <laughs> a little fit, yeah, yeah. cooler he, hair right? better hair he works yeah. out better hair i think he dresses better yeah, I no think. no glasses. He seems to be like a lot more yeah. funny and just yeah. easygoing. Yeah. So, um, and of course it works the other way. When the husband goes into the guest house, um, he has the perfect woman. And um, for example, the first thing he realizes is um, he wakes up and the perfect, the fake wife has made him bacon. And that's something that the real wife never did. Yeah. So... I think that right there starts to spark a little bit of suspicion in him. Well, actually, yeah. right after that, I think he leaves the guest house and goes to the main house and sees that his wife is there. So yeah, well, the um, the thing at the beginning is when you first see this, when she goes, okay, so she's the first one. She happens to just wander out to the guest house. She sees the carbon copy of the, her husband in there thinks it's her husband and they like spend the evening together they like have sex they right. have you know a great night <clears throat> she goes back to the house to get clothes and she sees her real husband asleep on the couch who's been there the whole time and that's the point where i stopped cleaning and i was like wait a minute i thought he was just in the guest house and um that's when i realized like oh shit this is like a twilight zone movie <laughs> i remember feeling really creeped out like yeah. this is 
creeping me out a little bit. And I thought, Craig didn't see this, so maybe you saw it or maybe it was just my eyes. But when they first, um, when she first went into the guest house, it almost looked like the camera did something weird. It almost looked slanted a little bit. That might have just been my vision. But I thought that maybe that was a way to, to show that something's off here. Yeah. That could have just been, been me, I, but I, I noticed something. I didn't notice that, but that sounds like it uh, sounds about right. The um, um, Yeah, I, I, it was weird, too, because when you first see them, when you first realize, like, oh, that wasn't her husband that she just was hanging out with, you don't know, like, wh- who they are or where they came from. Like, And there's a scene later on when the the husband confronts the copy of the wife and you know he just blatantly just says like who what are you are you a spirit are you a ghost are you a robot like (laughs) like what is going on it it was so funny because like i kind of felt like uh i was seeing it from his perspective most mostly through the movie because i just kept thinking like what is going on here like and she was ready to just jump in because like you know yeah I think you take the husband's side because, yeah, the wife is like, she's she goes to the, they, they put rules. They say we can go to the guest house. You know, we're going to try to work on our relationship, so let's stick, stick this out. But we're not going to stay there longer than 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do anything intimate. And if we feel uncomfortable, we're, we'll leave. And we tell each other everything that happened. Mm-hmm. And she starts spending way more time there. Yeah. And she is intimate with this person, at least in the sense where she's, I think she kisses him. Um, I don't think they have sex again. I don't think, but, um, and so you kind of, you're rooting for the husband because the wife has just thrown herself into this fake husband. And meanwhile, the the real husband is like, you know, not too into it. Yeah. At first she like, she doesn't even question it at all, but he's just like, wait, you don't know what's going on here. Like, you know who these people are, where they come from, what's going on. And she's like, but you know, but she had this wonderful evening with this guy who's like, so that's. She's just kind of going on her emotions. <clears throat> and I feel like the husband is sort of thinking a little more logically, like, they might be cool, but <clears throat> we don't know because we don't know who they are, like, what they're, where they're coming from. But uh, and I just I totally lost my train of well, thought. I, I just, was <laughs> going to say, I felt like almost from the inception when they're making the, the, the ground rules, when the original couple was making the ground rules of yeah. what Kia was talking about, like 15 minutes and all this stuff, like, the original husband... I feel like he thinks this is just kind of an interesting experiment and he's yeah. kind of really just trying to get to the bottom of it and really curious about it. Whereas from the outset, I feel like she, you know, alpha, you know, wife, you mm-hmm. know, the original wife, I think she's already seeing it as an opportunity. Like, I think she already yeah. is kind of like on board. Of like, I want to get to know this dude. I don't care yeah. really about yeah. uh, the logistics so much. Like, this mm-hmm. guy is really impressive and the ideal version of who I fell in yeah. love with. So... Yeah, well, going of off is. that, it kind of makes sense because it, it's revealed in the movie that the reason they're having problems is that the real husband cheated on the wife. Right. So she kind of has, like, you kind of side with the husband, um, but then, the, again, you can kind of see where the wife is coming from because she's, yeah. you know, they're there because he messed up. Right. So. And then, um, it's, it's weird because it's been a while since I watched it, but basically, like, uh, um, at first, they're just in the guest house, and uh, at at, s- at one point, um, oh well. Before I get to this, th- actually, uh, the the husband tricks his wife into thinking that he's the the copy the of the husband, copy. yeah, right. the fake husband, yeah, and so that they sleep together, 
which I found weird when she found out later that she got really mad at him. It's like, you tricked yeah. me into having sex, sex with, with my <laughs> husband? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's so awful. Yeah. It's kind of a uh, telling a telling moment right there. Yeah. So. But yeah, he um, they end up coming back to the house at one point and the copies are there, like waiting for right. him. The cop, um, yeah. Is that really a telling moment? That I'm gonna go against you guys. That so, she's like <laughs> upset that she slept with yeah, her husband because like it's kind of like in Revenge of the Nerds when uh, Robert Carradine uh, dresses up like the main jock to have sex with yeah. uh, one of the main jock's uh, girlfriends or whatever, mm-hmm. and like it's portrayed as like this fun, happy-go-lucky moment where he like beds one of the jock's girlfriends, but she thinks she's having sex with her boyfriend. Right. He's basically raping her in that moment. You know what I mean? But it's played for yucks and we're supposed to cheer for the nerds, right? Mm-hmm. Even though uh, it's rape. Like, this is kind of, <laughs> these are only so many yeah. shades away from that scenario where she uh. thought she was having sex with someone else, but it was yeah. really, like, I mean, granted, her husband, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, it was like this Like, totally she thought guy. she was cheating on her husband, but then she found out, oh, I didn't cheat on my husband. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't really feel that sorry for her, because well, it, also it's it's a guy who looks exactly like her. Like, yeah. yeah. And, well, and, and at I that point, they didn't really know who they were. She was just going with whatever it was. Like, he could have turned out to be some evil demon spirit that was tricking her right. or something. But, yeah. I mean, of course, it ended up well, not being that. But, but I do right. see your point. Yeah. Too, like, I mean, I, it's, I, it's I a weird situation be, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think she had a right to be mad, is all I'm saying. Not, yeah. not that she could declare it rape necessarily, exactly, but I think yeah. that it was kind of messed up. Like, yeah. like, what he did was kind of a weird, you know. He definitely went against the rules, too. Well, like, he, yeah. he went against the wrong <laughs> rules. a doubt, right? Like, yeah, so. that's, but but, he did, but it's weird because he did it in a, an attempt to, like, save his marriage, too. True. It's very, and it was also after she had like, broken the rules. Not that it's like, well, she broke the rules, now I can break the rules kind of thing. But, like, <laughs> they, they were both screwed up yeah. there. So, but, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I think, yeah. uh, I think you're right. Like, he, he definitely, you know, he wasn't being honest at all, obviously. But, uh. <laughs> It was, I don't know, uh, I would feel really weird about that if I was him, you know, like, and I went in, like, man, she only slept with me because she thought I was some other guy, <laughs> like, yeah. and she's my wife, you know, that would be, I don't know, it's really weird, but then, um, yeah, the, uh, <clears throat> the two wives end up having a conversation in the kitchen that night, which I thought was, like, one of the best scenes in the movie, and shows, like, how great like Elizabeth Moss is at acting because you just sort of feel this tension and it's like it's really well acted and she's just playing against herself the whole time because um, it gets really intense at yeah. a certain point like the the second wife sort of <clears throat> you know she sort of drops the act and just gets real with her for a second you know she's almost like jealous right yeah that, that was weird because you have to assume that they were the the couple that were staying there before them. Right. And so, like, they must have had marital problems before the other people even showed up. Yeah. You know? Like, whoever they were. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, that's that's yeah. the page we're on, right? With what the doppelgangers were. Mm-hmm. The, they were a previous couple that got trapped there, right? Yeah. That's what, that's what I assumed, yeah. anyway. And then they have to act, they have to be coached on how to act like. Yeah. The, right. the new couple that's coming in. Because the point of the, the retreat, if I get, if I remember and understand and can explain it properly is that only two people can leave the retreat so the fake couple has to kind of like trick the real couple yeah so that they can like swap out somehow and the real couple gets trapped there right so 
it's it's one of those things that it's never explained either of like why this is even happening <laughs> it's not explained why it's not explained what these people are like yeah. are they some like rogue i don't i don't think they're robots i mean right. they can have sex with each other so right yeah. and are they, they... they clearly had emotions too like the, yeah. right they, they, both uh, the doppelgangers had 100 percent human emotions or, yeah. unless they were like super advanced ai and if that's the case ted danson's character should be like making robots <laughs> that you know yeah. you're paying millions upon millions of dollars for you know instead like, of just like messing with people yeah, with marital yeah. problems i think that's the big <laughs> the big question is who is ted danson in this yeah who is that's something we never we see him at the beginning of the movie and we never see him again right yeah. right yeah. yeah and the only the, the the closest they come to kind of giving some background information is when the husband stumbles on or into um, the coop, the third building, which is, it almost looks like a little studio. And that's okay. where he finds the computer and the computer files of previous right, couples that have yeah. been there. And that's what I was talking about with the coaching, right? Yeah. Like you can hear Ted Danson talking to them yeah. and them adjusting their voices and, right. to sound more and more, which how that's being done is totally esoteric so, and up yeah. in the air. Right. But. That's where I was like, I couldn't tell... Uh, I was thinking, like, somehow they've transformed other people into them or something. But they, well, they have the robot their faces, thing be, at least. Yeah. Right. I don't know. That's the thing. It's like they never explain exactly what's going on there. And, and I think, yeah. to be fair, That's I think a, cool, like a, if this was a, a bigger budget movie with, like, lesser filmmakers, mm-hmm. we would know all those answers. Like, right. I think it would have ended up being, like, this big conspiracy movie where they make it away from the home and they're, you know what I mean, like, yeah. driving and stuff explosions and yeah. there's a final confrontation with the Ted Danson character like you tell us what happened and he has yeah. to explain it and all that stuff so I like that it was a government experiment <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. they made me do it like you know like I don't know like I, I love that we have to walk away going was it an alien was yeah. he like yeah. you know experimenting on humans to see how we react to these situations or you know was it the devil like screwing around people's yeah. souls I mean we, we there's no right or wrong I think I think that's a that's one of the big things I loved about this movie is like I I've had so many conversations about this movie since I've seen it, uh, but I've also had to like convince everybody to watch it first. I'm like, you've got to yeah. see this, and they're yeah. like, uh, that sounds dumb. I'm like, no, I, I, I can't tell you why it's, it's good, but it's good. <laughs> really difficult to like sell people on it because yeah. you can't yeah. tell them very many details yeah. without and giving if you, something away. Even if away. you say it's sci-fi, you'll you know you'll that, watch yeah. like looking for something. Cool. Exactly. That's why I was kind of hesitant to say it reminded me of Twilight Zone when you guys were here last time because yeah. I was like, yeah. that even gives too much away. Yeah. But, no, because I, I do, I mean, ultimately, I'm glad you recommended it, because I probably never would have gotten around to it, mm-hmm. or it would have taken me a really long time, Yeah. and the cat would have been totally out of the bag by then, probably, Yeah. but um, I do wish I hadn't heard, you know, oh, this is not what you expected, because I yeah. was totally, like, knives out, like, oh, what, what's happening, yeah. what, what's going to happen here? When does the yeah. twist come But on? even yeah. when the twist did come, it was just, I like, was I wasn't, it. and I was I uncomfortable, know. like, physically, yeah. like, <laughs> this is, like, creeping me out, and I don't really get creeped out by, like anything that's not, you know, legitimate horror or something. Right. And that's so. what, I know, like, uh, you know, someone that casually listens to this or stumbles onto it and it's mm-hmm. called Half-Ass Horror Cast. Right. I'm sure they're going to be like, why is this thing yeah. on? But I think it totally qualifies. I mean, it's certainly yeah. genre. And I think it. Yeah. it's just a few clicks over from horror just because I, I was cl- kind of creeped out as well. It's like it. psychological yeah. horror. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there's that, oh, I love, I love the, the end where he finally... Uh, you know, the it, it seems like the wife has been convinced that she wants to stay with the the second guy, the mm-hmm. second husband, or whatever. The real wife wants to stay with the fake husband, right? Yeah. yeah. And then, um, 
you know, the real husband goes to her and is like, hey, this isn't what you think it is. We're going to get trapped here. We got to go. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and he like kind of professes his love. And you, you think that like he's convinced her that this is a bad situation. We got to get out of here. But then, uh, you know, the second husband or the, the fake husband tries to make a break for it and hits the wall, hits like the whatever a force, force field. field. Right. <laughs> it's around this So place. then you know that, all right, this is this is definitely sci-fi yeah. for sure. But still, nothing's explained. It's just a force yeah. field and he's like knocked but, unconscious. In, in all fairness though, just because it's a force field, it doesn't mean it's sci-fi still though. It could still be some kind of supernatural thing or going on too. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, point. it could be like, who's to say? I feel like it's probably more supernatural than sci-fi actually. I, I mean, because I just can't, I mean, I think it's just totally up in the air. I mean, and, and, and totally open to interpretation if it's a supernatural cause or science fiction or even somewhere in between the two or a combination of the two. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's... You yeah, but with science fiction, isn't there some, like, um, with science fiction, isn't there always something that's um, not real? What do you mean? Right, if it, I mean, it's science fiction, there's always, um, I can't think of the word, but there's always an element that's not organic. There's always an element that's man-made or... Or something like mean. that. Do you yeah, know yeah, some yeah, sort yeah. of falseness to right, it, like right. a switch or a wire? You know, well, but also it has to do with like futurism and technology and, and that sort of thing. That's right. the thing. I feel so. like there's like hardly any technology in this. Though. That's yeah. that's kind yeah. of what I was getting at. Yeah, that's why I was yeah. kind of like teetering on the you, leaning more towards supernatural, just because it's so yeah. weird yeah. and out there. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. That. Is like I I. For some reason, I don't know why, but I just assumed like the, they were the couple f- that had come there before, like Ted Danson had sent them there, and then they got trapped there, and then Ted Danson turned them into the next couple that was yeah. coming. But like, but then like, however he's turning them into the next couple that comes isn't really clear because all you hear is that recording of them changing their right. voices. But it, they could still just be robots, or they right. could be aliens. I mean, it's still there's. I nothing. came across some website that actually like had shots of all the pictures of the couples that have come up there in the order in which they appeared yeah and the very last shot is supposed to be of the couple that's in the movie like mm-hmm. our husband and our wife right. the, the main characters and you can kind of make him out a little bit yeah but you can't really um you can't really make either of them out like everyone's face and all the other pictures are bright and you can make them out like totally. really clearly but these last two people their faces you can see tell it's them but it's kind of like dark blur- oh okay kind of blurred a little bit okay so i think the website that i saw that um put that up there was basically saying that yeah this couple they're trying to figure out who are these people too and they thought this couple was the previous couple and the previous couple was the previous couple like they right. were all turned into different that's what they thought yeah but no one knows well and, and ultimately to what end like so let's say previous couples have gone through this thing right Right. And they become doppelgangers of other people, mm-hmm. and they somehow manage to trick those people to take their own places. Yeah. Do they exit as the looking like other people, or do they get to revert back to their original forms? You see what and I'm they saying? Just, like everyone keeps question. going on, like yeah. someone else when they come out. Right, <laughs> like like it's really complicated if you think about it, especially yeah. considering the ending. Because are we even for sure about who makes it in and who makes it out? A hundred percent. No, I thought I yeah. was until I started looking up websites and other people's thoughts jeff what officially what do you think who, who I, I made think, it out of the bubble like i think the original husband made it out with the second the the fake wife but he doesn't realize it 100 percent until yeah he doesn't realize the it until the next day when she's like i'm making bacon or whatever right. which is sort of the tell because she had done that and earlier also is he okay with it 
that's what I, I kind of gathered. He just sort of sat, thought about it. He's like, you know, she liked that other guy better than me. I'm getting along with this girl. She's making me bacon. Screw it. There's yeah, screw it. so like <laughs> in the sequel, like Mark Duplass's character mm-hmm. doesn't go back to the cabin to try to save his wife. Like he's just okay mm-hmm. with her being stuck there indefinitely right. while he lives with this doppelganger woman. Yeah. Who, for whatever reason, is going to stay with him? I guess she's yeah. just going to play it safe and like, hope she doesn't get like sucked back yeah, into the game. Because you also have to think that like the second the fake wife um, realizes that the fake husband isn't into her anymore, that he's yeah. into the other girl, yeah. and even if he's just pretending to be into the original wife, uh, he's still not loyal to her, you know? Right. So you would, I was getting the impression that she was like, "Screw this guy! I'm going back! I'm going away with this other dude," you know? But. An alternative theory, though, that I've come across is that that the couple in the end is the original couple. Like, because mm-hmm. everyone's dressed the same at the end, so you can't make out who's who. Yeah. And the shirts, apparently a lot of people were making a big deal about bacon, which makes sense, and the blue shirt that the guys are wearing. Okay. Because I think the blue shirt is a shirt that the original husband would never have worn, but he's wearing it at the end to make his wife happy a little bit. Right. And so a lot of people have interpreted it as the real couple makes it out the end and the original wife is making bacon because she wants to make her husband happy and the original husband is wearing the shirt because he wants to make his wife happy. So they both adapt it. Right. And when I read that, then I started getting... Because my initial thought was, yeah, it was the real husband with the fake wife. Right. But then I was like, well, maybe they... Maybe it's not. I don't know. Yeah, that is a good and idea. That's a good the, point. And then the fake wife mentioned early in the movie, I'd rather be stuck at this guest house than lose him. Even though at that point, she already knew he was into the real wife. So it seems like maybe she would have put up more of a fight. Right. When the husband grabbed her hand at the end. Huh. I know. It's and that's it makes you where think. it makes you think. That's why I love this movie. Because you just sit there and yeah. you think about I've thought about this so much since I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... But... And then I was... Like, what, what do you actually think, though, Kia? Like, I mean, before you started digging... Before I started digging, I thought the f- real husband had made it out accidentally with the fake wife. Right. Yeah. And that he was just going to settle with the fake wife mm-hmm. at the end. Because what are you going to yeah. do? Can he even go back into the retreat? We don't even know. The retreat might only... It might require four people to be there. There seems to be this yeah. thing where only two people can leave... The retreat might not even supernaturally allow just three people. Yeah, or it could so, be a Twilight Zone thing again, where they go back and it's not even there. It's not even they there. Can't see the it. office, the yeah. original therapist office, wasn't there right. when he went right. back to yeah. it. That was gone. Yeah. So this could just be an isolated thing, like a weird interdimensional thing. Right. Yeah. I, I just feel like <laughs> the Mark Duplass character, like he's so inquisitive and so uh, like this, will not let things go. Yeah. I feel like he's gonna go back. Like, not necessarily yeah. with the intent of literally saving his wife, but I think he's just going to want to know. Like, like I don't think yeah. he'll just kind of complacently go, oh, okay, like... No. Like, he probably would try to go back and check on her to make sure she's okay, I, I would imagine. Yeah. Like, are you cool with this? I thought I was going with you. There again, she was willing to ditch him. Yeah, exactly. Like, she was... And when he was leaving, she wasn't any trying to be like, hey, wait, it's not, you know. Right. She was just staring at him like... Mm, True, like, but she like, also mean, didn't like, leave gonna, with the fake husband either. Yeah. Well, the fake husband was like passed out when they were leaving, though. No, no, no. But before he left, he was like, come with me. And she right. didn't go. And that's when he was like, screw it. And he ran and then got knocked unconscious. Oh, so okay. she didn't. So she, I, I don't. Maybe. Oh, my I gosh. We've got to find someone who worked on this movie <laughs> to be on this podcast. 
Um, and interview first Mark time Duplass. filmmaker here, by the way. This is the first time director. Really? Um, let me. I had. A, yeah. Um, Wait, isn't it like um, Ted Danson's son or something? Charlie McDowell. I think he is a. Um, hold on, it's probably in the trivia. Malcolm McDowell's have? son. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, Excuse me. Well, I did see when I was looking up stuff. He, he's he's uh, Ted Danson is his stepfather, so I oh, guess okay. he's this is Mary Stevenson's son. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Another bit of trivia, probably from the same place, um, says that most of the dialogue was um, that's the word I'm looking for. Improvised. Impro- yeah. Really? Oh yeah. 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 So they were saying that's like the actors were just that good that they just improvise most of it. Huh. It's pretty amazing. That like, is actually yeah. And um. Yeah, I just I th- that's one thing. I thought the acting in the movie was phenomenal, especially like Elizabeth Moss. Like, yeah, just that one scene in the kitchen just gave me chills. Yeah, I was like, oh man, absolutely. <laughs> it's a testament to both of these guys yeah. that that the whole movie pretty much rests on their shoulders. I mean, it, it, and think of how many actors that that could have been just so tedious to watch two people talk. Yeah, even if it's such an interesting, like, strange scenario or whatever. Again, in the hands of other filmmakers and other actors and stuff, this really could have been a turd of a movie. I mean, it could have yeah. been rough yeah. to, to sit through. And one of the, it's one of those things, too, when you're watching it, you don't even really notice that it's only two people, mostly through the whole movie. Well, maybe, maybe it's, like, it's almost yeah. like four characters, right? Yeah. So you almost kind of, yeah, that's a really it, good point. Because yeah. it didn't even occur to me until after I watched the movie, I was like telling somebody about it. I was like, wait, there's only three <laughs> people in this movie. <laughs> like, that's incredible. <laughs> And you only see one of those people for, like, what, five minutes at most at the very beginning of the movie? I think the budget for this was, like, $50,000, which is, oh, like, wow. very, <laughs> I would very say small. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think the, the biggest, uh, probably the thing that cost them the most money was probably him hitting the force field wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, and there's some funny stuff in it, too, like, when he tries to throw that thing and yeah. break the window. He's like, come on. Like, I mean, almost like, like the, the scenario that they're in where they're going to this guest house and, it, you know, even there's humor in that too, yeah. just and how they're doing it and how weird it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I liked it. Yeah. It's it's, good. I really liked it too. I, and the funny thing is it's one of those movies. And, um, well, one reason why I didn't want to let on that, um, uh, anything about the movie before you saw it was because after I watched it, I realized like there, there you can really only watch it that way one time where you don't know what's happening. So um, I watched it a second time, which was really fun to watch and kind of so you can actually see it from a different perspective. You already know like that who the fake ones are, who the real ones are, and um, and you know you see that that very first time when she goes out to the guest house how. Uh, the fake husband is just very obviously manipulating her and, you know, being um, uh, dishonest with her and, you know, trying to pretend to be the husband. Um, But, yeah, you can only see it that one way the first time. Yeah. So I hope nobody is still listening to this and hasn't seen the movie yet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, we just laid it all out for sure. But, you know, if if it's ruined for you, it's your fault. (laughs) Because we gave plenty of warning. Um, we had a um, question on Twitter. Okay. If you guys want to field it, it's related uh, to the movie, or actually, it's directly about the movie. Uh, cool. We kind of addressed some of it, but I think it's still worth you know reiterating uh, since someone was thoughtful enough to send us something. Great. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, it's from at Jennifer Word. Uh, of course, what everyone asks, who ends up with who? And is it moral to make the choices they all make? Um, great movie. So I guess the morality is the thing we haven't really talked about, right? Like, I think it is. I think it's. I think it's immoral to go with the 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 fantasy person. Right. And um, I came across something that said that you know the retreat is supposed to be a metaphor, which I'm, I'm, I guess most people could probably see that. Um, but how a couple wants a perfect relationship and they don't want to deal with the real relationship. So they, so when they go to this retreat, they can either work on the real, their, their real selves or they can attach themselves to this fantasy person. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in this movie, the wife attached herself to the fantasy person. Obviously she was hurt. She'd just been cheated on. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But the husband is like, no, I know I'm imperfect. I messed up. I'm sorry. Thank you for forgiving me. Let's work on it. Yeah. And she just wants to be with this person who works out all the time and <laughs> is perfect and just has perfect hair and wears perfect clothes. So from a morality perspective, I think it's wrong to go with the fantasy because it's not real. Well, yeah. also I was just thinking that's, that made me think of uh, just also in almost like a logical way. Mm-hmm. Um these people, the doppelgangers, are almost kind of giving you the first date versions of themselves as well. Yeah, that's you a good point. I mean? like, They're you know on their best everyone... behavior and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, eventually they will have those, like, kind of what you were saying, yeah. Kia, like, they will end up having all the flaws that the previous, yeah. Once they know, leave the retreat, too, yeah. right? Like, they're yeah. not going to be, like, so leave. hopeful to get out of the damn, <laughs> you know, b- b- bubble or whatever, right? So they might start to kind of slack off. Yeah. You know, the Elizabeth Moss uh, doppelganger, she might not be making that bacon in a couple of days. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. in a month or two, she might be totally worse. Than... And you can see she can she can have kind of a mean streak too. And like right. when she's talking to the other woman, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So for um, sure, that's a good point. Yeah, they haven't. Uh, yeah, you're right. They're sort of on the honeymoon period still with the with each other, so yeah. they haven't seen their flaws yet. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's weird because if they did go off with each other, you know, with each other's uh, fake version. Then technically, it would be immoral just in that they're not even married. Like they just left their thing without any kind of technically yeah. cheating. Yeah, it basically, they're kind of a weird essence, gray yeah. area there. Um, but um, I think we addressed the other part of yeah. Jennifer's question though about who ended up with who. I mean, that was our big topic. So, I guess, I yeah. guess it's up to how. You, uh, there's two different ways to see it. I guess yeah. at least two. I still feel pretty strongly that it's the original Mark. Duplass character and the doppelganger Elizabeth Moss, right? I mean, yeah. I really feel like that's... That was mine. I think that's the majority of... Yeah, from I what I've seen online, yeah, the that. majority of people. And then yeah. you have these camps of devil's advocates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fun to think about other yeah. combinations, though, for sure. I mean... Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's weird now that we're talking about it. I've... Excuse <clears throat> me. I just can't stop thinking about, like, then wh- like who are those people? Like, where do they come yeah. from? Where you know? But yeah. there's no way to... You know, unless... We could somehow, you know, find somebody involved in the movie. And, and they probably question, don't know themselves either. Yeah. They're probably just like, we don't know. We just got lost in the moment. <laughs> yeah. We just wrote it. And, <laughs> and I'm sure they would, they want it to be this open-ended. So they probably, the filmmakers probably never want there to be a definitive answer. Because right, yeah. otherwise it almost kind of neuters the movie. I mean, I've bit. seen websites where the responses are like paragraphs long yeah, yeah, yeah. of people debating this and discussing yeah. it and hashing it out. So, yeah. Um, oh, I love it. We have another question specifically about the movie um, from at Julie Jansen. Uh, let me see here. Um, 
Why would Elizabeth Moss's character want to stay with the husband's doppelganger when in the end he's revealed himself to be just as selfish as the original husband? husband? I think is that... Oh, okay. so I think that goes back to what you just said, how yeah. it's a... It's the, their honeymoon phase, and then his honeymoon wore out, and he's just out, you know, all in it for himself. He's just like, screw it, I'm out, and he's yeah. trying to, to leave her. So it's yeah. like they present this perfect facade. And, yeah. But but and she's know. seen that though, right? She's right. seen how quickly he'll turn on someone. So why? And would, I'm wondering that's a good why, point. if that's maybe why she had such a sour puss at the end when he's leaving, she's just kind of sitting there with that mean look on her face, like <laughs> I'm left with another douchebag. Yeah, like, right? <laughs> but again, you she cheated didn't on stop me. This guy's a jerk. Too. Yeah. She didn't say no. I'm the, the real one. But, I mean, how do you prove that, though? Yeah. Because, yeah, this guy's proven himself. Like, he proved the the doppelganger of Mark Duplass. He uh, has proven himself to be just all out for himself. Like, he, he has been manipulating this whole situation from the very beginning, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, because, like, you know, as soon as she comes into there, he pretends to be the husband and everything, so. I saw something online. Someone pointed out that um, when they were all four together having their dinner party. Mm-hmm. The um the fake husband says to the real couple, "Why don't you guys go stay in the guest house?" And if they had done that, then the yeah. fake couple would have been able to leave. Exactly. The real husband was trying to do that. No, the fake husband Ooh. at the dinner party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was like, "Why don't you two just?" I guess they were upset or something, and he's like, "You know, you guys are having a rough time. Why don't you go stay in the guest house?" And when Smart. they had done that, yeah. so he wasn't it for himself wow. yeah. the whole time. And and they they both were though that was the the, yeah. the whole point was yeah. a trap. So even when they're being the perfect spouse, it was all part of a trap. Yeah, so. even the fake Elizabeth Moss was being that way too, but she actually kind of got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't seem as uh, over the top with it as you know Mark Duplass did. But yeah, it's so hard to, to differentiate yeah. like who I'm talking about because they <laughs> it's four different yeah. characters. Yeah. Um, but. So, yeah, thanks, Jennifer and Julie, for sending us Yeah, uh, thank tweets. you. Yes, thank you. And actually, Julie asked another question, but it's off topic. So okay. um, do you guys want to wrap up what we're talking about with the one I love? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, um, are we, guess, ra- are yeah. we writing it like we, yeah, we usually, like we normally do? Uh, like a mm-hmm. grade school style, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. I usually go last, so I'll go first. <laughs> um, i definitely give this... Just based on like the dialogue people we've had afterwards, and mm-hmm. he and I have talked about this personally a lot yeah. since we saw it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just one of those things. Um, I've got to give it a solid A. Let's mm-hmm. say a ninety-six, right? It's like not the rating. top of the top, right? Mm-hmm. But like top shelf style. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. easily, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna give it an A minus. The minus is just because I like my movies to tell me everything. <laughs> See, oh, I, totally I like. Yeah. I am not getting paid to um, come up with an <laughs> ending, so I like. I, I mean, I do enjoy the discussion, but I, I when, if I finish a movie or a book, I don't want to go. What happened to them? I want to like. I want to yeah. know. Oh, so I love that it's in That's the yeah. minus because I'm boring. Yeah, I would give it an A plus, <laughs> but I think I would give it a plus because of that reason. Just because right. I feel like it's um, being open ended like that. I can see how it's, it's it is a very frustrating thing, but it's also there are very few movies I can watch and still think about it that much afterward and have discussions with people and want to research online about it and everything. It's it's one hundred percent agree with Jeff. Yeah. I mean, like the, also the thing is, is not every movie uh, earns that ambiguous ending, right? Yeah. I, w- I would agree with you, Kia. If like a lesser movie 
unambiguously like they gave us kind of this <laughs> yeah. like bum story and then you know it just kind of ends for yeah, no reason like, they didn't even wrap it up right, right. Yeah. like I, I would i would be frustrated then but this story gave you so many great questions and so many talking points it's almost like you know yeah. philosophy 101 style you yeah. know what i mean yeah. like you, you could probably build a class around this a college sure. level course yeah. uh, you know around definitely this a movie. psychology so, course yeah. right i mean and it was such a fun ride to me too. Like, yeah. and yeah, it, it, it's the first movie I've seen in a long time where I was like, I wanted to go back and rewatch it immediately when it was over. Mm. I actually had to stop myself from doing that because I was like, I don't want to get burnt out on this movie. I don't want to watch it again right now. <laughs> but I'll, I'll watch it maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, so yeah, you guys. I guess that's it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, go see it. And you yes. do, is that also the thing? We are all three of us. I would definitely recommend. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. I mean. I mean, if, I'm if you're still here, you, you, know <laughs> you already know everything. Yeah. You know, I'll, go, I'll add the caveat that even if you, someone has spoiled this for you, it's yeah. still it's probably still worth checking out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, even the second there. time I watched it, I really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so pretty much highest recommendation. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. Pretty cool. A's all across. It was fucking scary. <laughs> it was A, oh, A plus, A, A minus. A minus. Yeah. So, and so the we, minus is just because I'm born. If we averaged it, <laughs> It would be my rating. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know. In the middle. Well, you know. <laughs> I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And, and we, we just, just reviewed, reviewed the, the one, one I love. love. Each night before you go to bed, my baby, whisper a little prayer for me, my baby. So we have another question from at Julie Jansen. She says, uh, I would love to know your favorite horror comedies. Ooh. So a subgenre of horror. Horror what or do you comedy. Guys think? Horror comedies. Horror comedies, yes. I got two that popped in my head immediately. Let's hear them. Three. Oh, oh man. Probably Evil Dead 2. Right. Or Young Frankenstein. Ooh, Young Frankenstein, yeah. Young Frankenstein makes me laugh out loud every time I see it. Yeah. But then again, so does Evil Dead too. Even though, like, Army of Darkness is much more of a comedy, sillier comedy. I it's almost a straight-up comedy, though. Yeah. You know, instead of a horror comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I would probably pick those two. Well, I don't know. Which one? If I had to pick one. I just want to uh, note that Kia is literally looking up horror comedies right now. <laughs> I'm trying to see what counts as a horror. I have an answer, but I don't know if it would count as Let's a horror comedy. Let's hear it. We'll, we'll, we'll I think that Nightmare on Elm Street's are horror comedies. All of them? I think um, the first The one, earlier ones. What? I think the later ones are comedies. Well, the early ones. And I only say that because I was reading a book called Midnight Movie by Toby Hooper. Yes. Correct, and he mentioned the director how, of the Texas Chainsaw correct. Massacre. It's a really oh. fun book too, um, and he was talking about how good horror movies have comedy in them, and he mentioned Nightmare on Elm Street as one of them. And I was like, oh, yeah. I never. Okay, so horror. So, and there are definitely funny bits of funny parts in um, his. Freddy Krueger was comedy relief almost in the lines that he used. Yeah, he had like kind of silly catchphrases and stuff. Yeah, I think as a kid, it's scary. As an adult. Yeah. It's well, and if you hold it up against more uh, mainstream, like straight 
horror movies mm-hmm. i guess it does kind of qualify yeah. a little bit more yeah. of a comedy yeah, yeah. you guys but, probably know way more about horror comedies than me but that's my answer unless i find something online that changes you're right you're <laughs> right i will accept that answer <laughs> this thing lists the people under the stairs is a horror comedy i don't hmm. remember that as being a horror comedy i thought that was straight i think if we horror. watch if we watch that as an adult uh, if you watch it as an adult you would think it's funny yeah that's what it's I, pretty well yeah. that's yeah. what i'm saying about yeah. 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 There you go. I made my point. Oh, Beetlejuice. Um, Beetlejuice. Oh, that's a good one too. Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. And I think Young Frankenstein works also just because it's it's like a really wonderful um, homage to all the old school Universal yeah. monster movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Beetlejuice though, totally. That That's probably like almost number one. Yeah. The right answer though, guys, would be Ghostbusters. That um, is the quintessential horror comedy. That counts comedy. as a horror comedy? See, I, I just always so. assumed that was just straight comedy. You know nothing. <laughs> I just thought it that was definitely comedy. as scary as a little kid. I think a little bit scary, anyway. I think it definitely has horror elements. Definitely, you know yeah. I mean? It's not like Men in Black. That's the straight up yeah. silliness. You know what I mean? Like Men in Black is like the alien version of Ghostbusters, kind of. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a good call. I was also thinking uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Yes, that's a really funny. Yeah, yeah, I agree. yeah that, that is good. Um, um, <clears throat> yeah, you, Ghostbusters. It's funny because I was actually going to bring up Ghostbusters, but that could be like a whole other segment. <laughs> we didn't. Oh, sorry. We didn't mention the movie we're going to watch the next time. Yeah. And I thought that's, this would be a perfect time because the movie that we're going to watch is a movie called Housebound, which is supposed to be a very good horror comedy. Oh. Oh, so. I didn't realize it was has comedic elements. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. So it's called Housebound. Yes. And it's, it's on Netflix. Netflix. Okay. It has a ninety-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which means it's almost perfect. Nice. You got the same rating that Craig gave the last movie. Hooray! <laughs> um, yeah, so what's it called again? Housebound? Housebound. We'll, we'll, we'll re- reiterate is... that at the end of okay. the pod. Cool. So yeah, Housebound, Kia's pick yes. next Ooh, time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> cool. Someday I'll get to pick something. <laughs> Hope we answer your question, Julie. Thank you, Julie. Thanks. Um, you wanted to get into Ghostbusters, though. Do you want to do, you want to do uh, that now? We don't have to do it now, but I mean, since we're already on the topic, might as well. Oh, okay. Because it's okay. Well, segue. It's um, it's sort of a hot button topic on the internet right now. Everybody seems to be fighting over it. Oh. It seems like, because you know, like Paul Feig's doing the all female cast, right? And now who, they've who, said who is the all female cast? I know Kristen Wiig. Yeah, Kristen Wig. Mm, I forgot their Molly. name. Molly. Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. The lady that was in um. I think it's her, isn't she? In she Saturday in Night Live and Top Five. Yeah, I forgot both, the actresses. The, name. Yeah, the other two actresses are both on Saturday Night Live right now. Cast members. Okay. But um, so all funny people. Yeah, they're all, all very funny. Qualify yeah. as funny anyway. I don't really think Melissa McCarthy is that funny. Oh, I like her though. Mm. She's funny in Bridesmaids. She's she's good at physical comedy. All the ladies like her. No, no, no. She was also in Go, which I just watched. Really? Yeah, <laughs> she had a like, very small part. I was like, holy! I didn't remember <laughs> being in this movie. Of course, she wasn't famous at the time. But. Anyway. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it seems to be people arguing over something that's really not important on the internet about it, but it's, you know, everybody's got their own opinion on it. So so. are more people are, do you guys think it's, people are upset that they're rebooting it altogether? Like it's not going to be a a sequel to the old Ghostbusters. They're going to just redo everything, start a new universe. Or is it because it's an all female cast? I think the biggest thing is the all female cast, but there's also people who are just, Want it to be, you know, the original guys, but the original guys are like in their seventies now, you know. 
Yeah, yeah but as far as I know, they had been talking about reuniting the original cast oh, yeah, and doing the movie for that. And then I think it took a while for Bill Murray to, to get on board. And then, of course, Harold Ramis died, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, because when we, um, me and a friend went to Comic-Con a couple years ago, we met Ernie Hudson. We asked, so, are you guys going to do <laughs> Ghostbusters? And I don't remember his answer, but it was kind of like, well, we're, we're, we'll see type yeah. of thing. But You know Ernie Hudson was game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whenever they wanted to do that thing, he was like showing up early, yeah. you know, getting catering for people, like the whole It probably yeah. also depends on which, which age group yeah. you ask. Right. I'm against the reboot because I'm tired of movies from my childhood being rebooted. Yeah. Mm. And I also want the, as a female, I should be like girl power, but I want the original cast or just don't do it or just call it something else. That's... Or maybe just have them in it passing the torch on to somebody else. Right. You know, is I don't know. I mean, it would. I mean, I don't know. It would be anything with Bill Murray and a Ghostbuster thing would be great. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's pretty yeah. adamant about not doing it. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, it, it, maybe he's wise just to let it go and not worry about it, yeah. especially at this stage in the game. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, my thing is, I'm also just kind of frustrated with. I feel like my our, our generation rather is just now getting in the positions where they make decisions and yeah. you know, the, the big filmmakers and studio heads and stuff like that or higher ranking studio people mm-hmm. and instead of creating original ideas and having our own mythos um we're just torchbearers for baby boomers like we're just we yeah. keep recycling stuff that our parents and grandparents came up with instead of coming up with our own thing that eventually other people will want to emulate you right. know what i mean like yeah. We're going to be this lost generation. Like the people coming up behind us are going to get to make up new shit, and yeah. we, we're going to. If they do it all, they might just because like, we're just so involved things. in nostalgia at this point, yeah. where everything is like it'd be great if they made a great a movie I mean, about you know something I liked as a kid. I, I, the the big example I was going to bring up, then I'll then I'll let it go. Is this George Lucas back in the day supposedly mm-hmm. wanted to make a Flash Gordon movie? That was his dream. Is he wanted to make a Flash Gordon movie? Couldn't get the rights to it, yeah. so he made Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Now we are running because of nostalgia, like you were saying. Yeah. Now studio heads are like, yeah, sure, let's make another Star Wars movie, even though the main creators are, want nothing to do with it. Right. Let's make, let's pump out two a year. You know what I mean? Like, so we're never gonna have to be pushed against the wall where we make our own stuff anymore. Yeah. We're just gonna keep regurgitating the same yeah. ideas, and that just I don't know. It's kind of boring to me. Kind of sad. And it's but, also yeah. lazy. It's like Hollywood attaches. And we've talked about this before that they just attach. They could just, you know, do a similar movie with females busting ghost yeah. and just call it something else and it has, you know, remnants or, you know... Or it's homage. Yeah. An homage, yeah. right. Yeah. So they just attach a name to it to get people nostalgic so you know, nostalgic about it. Like, they're yeah. redoing... Um, I know what you did last summer. That came out when I was in high school. Yeah. It's yeah. too it's too early to remake that. Just, yeah. you know... Come up with an, an original story. Just an original that can be in yeah. an homage, yeah. Yeah. Well... Along the same lines that you were saying with George Lucas and Star Wars, the the same thing happened with Robert Kirkman and Walking Dead was because originally um, he was going to make a Night of the Living Dead comic book, and that's why the comic book was in black and white originally, and it was all going to take place in Monroeville and everything. No and clue about that. I don't, I never yeah, that. and he pitched it to Jim Valentino at Image Comics, and they were like... Um, like why why bother doing this? Or maybe it wasn't Jim Valentino, maybe it was Eric Stevenson. But anyway, they were like, Why bother doing Night of the Living Dead? Like I know it's public domain and like you've already got a the thinking was there was already a, a an audience for yeah. Night of the Living Dead. And they're like, just do something new. Like, you know, you you know, do 
zombies, but you know, make it your own. Yeah, make it your own thing. Yeah. So that's when he changed it up, and then there's also the whole thing of him having to lie and tell them that there's going to be aliens in it. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one. I've heard yeah. that part before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this is is the same thing with George Lucas and the Flash Gordon thing. I was like, right. oh yeah, made me think of that. And because someone told them, made them think outside the box or do something different. We have yeah. these iconic. Yeah. Sure, and you, you can yeah. see hints of Flash Gordon. Like, if you want to do research, you can mm-hmm. see hints of Flash Gordon in, in uh, Star Wars. I mean, this space opera yeah. that's more fantasy than it is sci-fi. You, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just a shame that our generation, we're going to miss that. We're going to miss yeah. that boat pretty soon. <laughs> and we're going to regret yeah. it. We're going to regret being just torchbearers, you know. But yeah. maybe I'm wrong. You know, Something I, great will happen. It, all my big talk right now, by the way. I will see Star Wars when it comes out. Oh, first yeah, day. me too. I will, I will probably <laughs> see the Ghostbusters movie, as, even though I'm kind of, my gut is against it. I can't mm-hmm. really put my finger on why, though, to be honest, because I don't really give a shit about yeah. an all-female cast or even a reboot. Reboots don't really bother me on principle. It's just the idea that we can't make up something new bugs me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. So. Well, my problem with the, the thing is, like, if, if you kind of... If you're of the opinion that you're not really interested in the fem- all female cast of Ghostbusters, online people are just being labeled misogynists for right. for that. Um, well, I'm not interested in it. Yeah, exactly. Like I just think, I don't know. It's I'm not I, interested in it being called Ghostbusters. Yeah. If you call it something else, okay. Well, there, call it. there was, it was interesting. There was this uh, photograph that went kind of viral on Twitter of um, a young lady. Uh, when she was a little kid playing Ghostbusters with her brothers mm-hmm. and she's like four years old, five years old and her brothers all around them. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, her brothers are dressed up like the Ghostbusters. They have yeah. proton packs on, they have like little mini jumpsuits, whatever. And she's being pulled along in a wagon mm-hmm. and she's basically dressed up like, um, that is it? Slimer? No, or, oh. um, the girl, the oh, Janine. Janine. Yeah, she's dressed up like Janine. She has like uh, like the wacky glasses on. And she yeah. she looks so just like oh, <laughs> I'm Janine. You know what I mean? Like sitting there, and uh, it went viral because she basically said something. She tweeted something like, "Now I, you know, uh, kids my my age back then, like the kids now will have female role models they can play like Ghostbusters or whatever." And I, I get it, okay. And I'm mm-hmm. not trying to totally take away from that moment, but like, isn't that her parents' fault? Like, isn't that kind of like her friend's fault for just saying, like, why yeah. couldn't she have been a Ghostbuster even though she was a girl? Like, who yeah. was stopping her from doing that as yeah. a child? Like, why couldn't she have gone, I want to be a Ghostbuster too? And most kids would be pretty good to go with yeah. that. Like, I doubt yeah. there were many kids that were like, you can't be a Ghostbuster because of it, you know? Maybe they were, yeah. though. I yeah. mean, I don't know. It's hard to remember. Yeah, that's a good point. The, um, the way I kind of see it is... Um, she might be kind of a rare case of a, a girl who is into Ghostbusters because when I was a kid, I don't know any girls that like Ghostbusters. Like all my only people I knew when I was a kid that liked Ghostbusters were boys too. Yeah. Um, but I mean that doesn't mean I mean there's exceptions to the rule, of course, like that girl. But well, um, and, and I think a lot of people would argue that the reason for that is because there weren't girl Ghostbusters. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you but need I kind that of for young people yeah. to kind of latch on to it. Maybe I don't know. But I feel like this will be like the flip side where like a lot of boys. Probably will be like, well, it's like, this is like a girl thing, well, so I'm like, you know. As the feminist in this <laughs> yeah. room, apparently, like I, I think a lot of people <laughs> would also say, well, there's plenty of shit for boys. Yeah, you know that's I mean? a good like, point. Overwhelmingly, things are geared towards boys, so yeah. what's wrong with giving girls this one? I'm really, guys, I'm playing devil's advocate. Here, right, right, yeah. I really don't 100% believe that, but I'm sure that would be the counter argument is yeah. there's plenty of stuff for, I kinda, for boys. See, the thing is, I feel like thing is... Even as a little girl, things are never off limits for girls. Things are off limits for little boys. Yeah. There are some things that people don't want little boys to play with. But I don't ever remember 
things being off limit for girls. That's a good like, point. With actually, guys, with little boys. Not to be like the whole like you know mm-hmm. like we're all about men here, but like. Yeah. That is kind of interesting that like uh, a little girl could probably play like with a Tonka truck, right? Like right. the cl- classic boy toy. Or right. Her, ooh, that sounds weird. Like <laughs> boy, boy, you know, like a thing for a little boy to play with. Um, but like a, a boy definitely can't get away with playing with a doll. I mean, there's just no. There yeah. you have to be a really liberal parent to. Yeah. One hundred percent be on board with that. Back in the day, now it's a little bit more yeah. normal, yeah. probably. Yeah. But like in the eighties when we grew up, yeah, no way. <laughs> There's yeah. no way my dad would have been okay with me having two Barbies. Like, yeah. you know, actually, I take that back. You probably yes, I made a ju- gesture yeah. like I was <laughs> whacking off two dudes at once. Um, actually, my dad probably would have been okay with that. Yeah. Now, now I think about, it. I doubt he really would have given a shit. But still, yeah. a lot of parents would be upset and throw their kid in a trash can. Well, the thing that, is, like. <laughs> Kind of the way I see it, I see it as like Ghostbusters is like a, a boy's property. Yeah. Um, and it's almost the same thing as if they made a Barbie movie that was an all-male cast. You know, it's like a... Because Barbie is sort of a girl's franchise, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> Or, or no, no, no. So is he named Barbie? Yeah. <laughs> what would be really I'm cool? Barbie. Like, we're finally making a Barbie movie, and then they just make it all about Ken. Yeah. Ken is the main character. Barbie barely has like a cameo. It's just yeah. all Ken. Like, she Ken! Walks He's walking in the room. <laughs> there you go. It's a Ken movie. Hey, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys yeah, have heard also happen. that... So, yeah, there was big outrage over all-girl cast, all-woman mm-hmm. cast of Ghostbusters... Uh, that goes on for like a month now, yeah. and now this week they announced what? Oh, they're gonna do a, a totally different Ghostbusters yes. movie with all boys. Yeah, there's all gonna men. be another what? Ghostbusters movie concurrent with the female version that's oh, led by gosh. led by your favorite male actor um, Channing Tatum. Yeah. He's gonna be the main oh, Ghostbuster. I do not like. Yeah. I, I can't get past his popping and locking in movies. I can't take him seriously. <laughs> I just can't. When I see him in roles, I'm like, no, you should be popping and locking, not ascending Jupiter or whatever. Um, oh, man. I mean, talk I, about... Yeah, I'm all for the girl one now. What, yeah. That's what's so strange to me is like they get like get a little bit of pushback. Like, oh, we don't want to see the girl version or whatever. Uh-huh. And then they turn around and give give like those people that were complaining or saying mm-hmm. like, ah, I think this is, you know, kind of a boy property or whatever. They give them a shit sandwich on top of it. Yeah. It's like now no one gets what they want. Yeah, you exactly. know what I mean? Like yeah, when, across if, the board. If that's what they're offering, let's say I'm, well, obviously I am the guy saying like, I don't really want a girl one. Yeah. But I will say also, Paul Feig made one of my all-time favorite TV shows, Freaks and Geeks. I love right. Paul Feig. I think he's phenomenal. I think all the actresses are hilarious, and whatever yeah. they movie they make, will I, I guarantee it'll be hilarious. Yeah. But that being said, I'm still, I'm more leaning towards like wanting to see a all-male, you know, Ghostbuster movie. Why can't they just do a co-ed? Yeah, why not that? Why that not do both? Been the thing yeah. to do. That's what I thought that, was going to be originally, yeah. but then someone said it was all girls. I thought it was going, going it, it to be... It should have been, like, cool. maybe even, like, female-led mm-hmm. Ghostbusters with, like, they need a strong dude to break down doors. <laughs> right. They get the Ron Swanson guy to play that part. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's the new Ernie Hudson, like, the, you know, muscle mm-hmm. a little bit. And the guy that works on the car and all that yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? And, like, the girls do all the, the smart stuff. You know oh, what I mean? Man. That would have been fun, you know, and played around yeah. with some gender stereotypes, that whole thing. But I, I feel like a Channing Tatum Ghostbusters is sort of like a fuck you to like everybody yeah. who complained about it. Yeah. It's like, 
All right, you want an Elmel Ghostbuster? All right, you get Channing Tatum <laughs> Ghostbuster. Up Which yours. is ridiculous because the original yeah. Ghostbuster guys were just guys. Exactly. They yeah, they're just like, comedians. Exactly. Like magic mics. Yeah. 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 Th- th- so who are his fellow Ghostbusters going to be? Right now, Chris Pratt is the other one rumored. Yeah. Who is very funny, but again, a dreamboat now. Like, That's true. Like it would be like oh, he he brought up Liam. <laughs> Liam is so is, true. I know he's such a dreamboat. Chris Hemsworth Sorry. and who else? Uh, Another yeah. a, a fourth person, a fourth Ghostbusters, a fourth boy toy, if boy you will. Toy, yeah. Ryan Gosling. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, I totally watched that one. Then. Oh, oh, all <laughs> oh now I'm Ryan Gosling would yeah. never stoop to do a Ghostbuster movie. Though uh, he only does no, no, no. indie That's films. That's not true. He was rumored. Rumored. To be in the ru- running for the love interest in the all-female version. Oh. Rumored. That he might be like the new Sigourney Weaver character. Oh. Like that's like, I have a problem in my house. Someone yeah. can check it out. And, you know. Rumored, though. Then um. Melissa McCarthy's going to stumble across his room and fall on the piano. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> See, that made me... I don't think she's funny. <laughs> that made me think uh, earlier today. I was like, okay, if I could pick anybody I wanted to be the Ghostbusters, like who would I pick? And I was like, oh, that'd be a good thing to ask. You know, Ooh. two of you. Goodness gracious! And you just brought up somebody oh, that I was like, I "That perfect. is a great like Nick Offerman would be awesome." Yeah, Ron Swanson. <laughs> yeah, Nick Offerman. I would love him, and even Chris Pratt. I think he mm-hmm. he makes me laugh. But then I would also, uh, um, not to have you know the Ernie Hudson token black guy, but you know, be a Kevin Hart. Kia, <laughs> Kia, you keep it down. You let that poor man speak. Kevin Hart. I think Kevin Hart's hilarious. I like him, but he's yeah. like he's like the the go to guy. He's just sort of the it guy right now. He's the it guy. We don't say go to black guy. Yes. Oh. <laughs> for funny for funny things. Yeah. He is. Yeah. But I I like him. But yeah. when you sit in a theater and you see two trailers, yeah. When you're in I a theater for a Kevin yeah. Hart movie yeah. and you see two trailers with Kevin Hart in it, you're just you know it's like oh okay. Well, well the, that movie with Will. Feral and yeah. the previous one, The Wedding Ringer, mm-hmm. are essentially the same story of, yeah. you know, nerdy yeah. white guy needs hip black guy to, like, <laughs> be taught how to act cool or whatever. Very tiny yeah. black mid- yeah. black guy. But back to your question. Um, when you first said it, I thought Steve Carell, but that might be too weird. I just think yeah. he's... He's, cool. he's a good... Funny. He'd be a... Will Ferrell would be funny. Character. I feel like Will Ferrell would be good yeah. in this. No? I was thinking that, too. Like... I won't. I wasn't even going down like the Seth Rogen route. I was like, I like Seth Rogen, but I still don't. I wouldn't put him in that. I think like, you need older guys. I think goofy. that's the, was like the Ghostbusters should be like older, right? They're kind of like, older in the original. So like Will Ferrell. I think you should get go get like the Will Ferrell gang all back together. Or like a Louis C.K. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> just get the original, like, cast. All those guys that used to act together in like old school and all yeah. that. I think that would be cool. Or uh, uh, what's his name? Owen Wilson. He might be kind of funny. I, don't know, I just gave me a look like hell no. I'm starting to, to be happy that our tor- that our generation doesn't get to be the torch. What if we got uh, Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, Luke Wilson, which oh basically they were God. all in old school, and oh. I'm gonna worst movie ever made. <laughs> all right, so oh. we're definitely voting off Vince Vaughn. <laughs> no, he used to be funny. Well, yeah. Bob Odenkirk. Oh, actually. Oh, that'd be cool. I would yeah. be down with that. So we got Bob Odenkirk, Nick Offerman. <laughs> We're picking like We're the most like <laughs> schlubby, like <laughs> rough edges guys possible. Because he could just be Saul Goodman and it would be great. Yeah. You know, 
just like the shyster guy. I, I like Kia's point, earlier point though that they were kind of blue collarish, even though like technically they're parapsychologists and like professors and stuff like yeah. that. For the most part, they seem like blue collar dudes, like and, and look kind of normal. Like yeah. you could argue that Ernie Hudson's the best looking one of the four. Like they're yeah. all kind yeah. of like normal looking dudes, yeah. you know. So that is an interesting point that maybe it would be kind of cool if like the lineup was some like by Hollywood standards kind of normal looking. So yeah, I like some of your ideas like Nick Offerman and you know. Well, what about Aziz Ansari? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I keep going back to uh, Parks and Rec. I just think it should be a yeah, combination. Yeah, should be Rain everybody Wilson? from that show. Yeah. Rain Rain Wilson? Rain Wilson oh, would that would, that's yeah, a good call I mean, too. Like, but speaking of them being like just everyday normal not like drop dead you know gorgeous models in the original i think that's i guess that's one thing that the one with the females got right true i mean yeah. nothing against them Chris but they look pretty gorgeous you know they didn't but, they didn't bring yeah. in like you know a bunch of size zero stick figure gorgeous perfect yeah it wasn't women. like megan fox and yeah Wait, it very easily could have been yeah just a few clicks over michael bay could be handling yeah. this property <laughs> and it really could be a lot worse oh yeah <laughs> we should be happy, probably. That Maybe this discussion the... might have brought me around to wanting yeah. to. Yeah, I you know what? I think about more. The more I'm okay Paul Feig was right. Yeah, <laughs> the all-female cast is pretty good. Like, <laughs> all things considered. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm definitely on board with it way before Channing Tatum leaving oh, yeah. the Ghostbusters team. And I even kind of like I like him more than I think you guys do. Like, I like 21 Jump Street and stuff like that. But those are like the only movies I've seen him in that I like are the 21 Jump Street yeah. movies. Um, but I mean, that's... And he's kind of. I mean playing against his looks a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of. It's, I, I, it's kind of hard to He was judge. funnier in those movies than I was expecting. Yeah. But, uh, but everything else. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Amy Poehler, Nick Offerman, yeah. uh, Aziz, that would be a really cool like trio. And then See, maybe, that would be co-ed too. Yeah. See? There you go. You See, you could just get the whole together. cast of Parks and Rec. I really oh. think, I, I think that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, and you could get, uh, what's her name to be the Janine character? Um, Aubrey Plaza. What's that? Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, 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 yeah. She has that dead I said, I, said, yeah. I said the yeah. weird one. That's yeah. who I was talking yeah. about. Yeah. You know, the weird one. <laughs> She's yeah. done some weird things. Yeah. Or how about this, guys? Mark Duplass. <laughs> Um, Elizabeth Moss, Moss and then Ted Mark Danson. Duplass and, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, doppelgangers. All four of them. The four of them. Yeah. Uh, no, Ted Danson is like you know, the uh, he, he owns the franchise. Yeah. He hires some young upstarts. Upstarts, Mark Duplass, That's a good Elizabeth hire. Elizabeth Moss, um, Aziz Ansari. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it just goes back to Parks and Rec. All I really that is a good call. I, that is, I mean, that is a little too easy just to be like the, the cast of Parks and Rec. I mean, I but really I kind of feel like they people, would be the best. Yeah, yeah. all those people <laughs> could play parts. Like you could expand it. To where like the even the small like uh, the dude that plays uh, uh, Scott, what's his name? Something Scott. Oh, Adam uh, Scott. Adam yeah. Scott. He would be a good Walter Peck. Yeah. The, the guy that uh, this man has no penis. Like, yeah. The, the guy that's trying to <laughs> shut down the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Adam Scott would be perfect. And for instead that. of yeah. Kevin Hart, I would replace him with Donald Faison because I like him. Who is Donald? Who Scrubs us. and Clueless? Oh yeah 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 that guy. That is pretty cool. He's he's very funny. Yeah, he's yeah. very funny. That's a nice like Tarantino revival of a actor that has been used <laughs> in a decade. Very kind of you. He's very kind like a of TV you. show or something. Mm-hmm. Very successful. Anyway, TV show that went off the air ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. he was recently on a TV show. Oh, but I think it would be even funnier if we got Chris Pratt in it, but we made him gain weight again to way he looked at the first season of uh, yeah. Parks and Rec. Yeah. <laughs> I do think. I, he lost a little bit of his 
comedic chops. Like, I think there's something about a pudgier dude that yeah. makes, makes him just a little bit funnier. You know, I like to be, yeah. you know. I thought he was really funny in Guardians of the Galaxy, though. Don't you start. <laughs> no, he, he was awesome in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. He really can do no wrong, that dude. Yeah. He's, he's I feel like he's so much funnier on Parks and Rec, though. But mm. that's that's also the, the writing, too. Yeah. So. But the... Yeah, like you were saying, it's he's he's almost a little funnier being a little pudgy. Like I kind of felt that way about Dave Chappelle when he got all muscular. Like yeah. the first time I saw him muscular, I was like, "Yeah, but can he still be funny with muscles?" <laughs> yeah. like, I don't there's know. something about a comedian that can <laughs> kick your ass that yeah. is not quite. A, there's something about it. Like there's something more charming about a guy that's like a little pudgy, a little bit like you you yeah. know you could probably dominate him. Yeah. There's something more charming about that. Probably because when the chubby comedian makes jokes, maybe you feel like he's laughing with you. Whereas yeah. if it's a muscular dude, it's like maybe you have to laugh like, or he'll beat you up. He's laughing yeah. at you, like yeah. he's making, like he's picking, you know, on people as opposed yeah. to just making fun of. That's like know, the stereotype. I can't laugh at someone better looking than me. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what I was right. That's like the stereotype that like a pretty woman uh, can't be a good comedian, because uh, you know, like I've heard that a lot of times. That like if you're hot, um, yeah. like people won't take you seriously or or can't I can't quite identify with you. Maybe I don't know what the deal is. From but. personal experience, that is true. As a hot woman, people never do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I'm so naive. I thought you were about ready to like really lay down something, you know. No. Um, yeah, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happens to you. <laughs> I like Sarah Silverman. Is pretty hot. I think she's funny. yeah. Not not like hilarious, but I know. think my favorite female comedian is uh, Amy Schumer. I think she would be good uh, too. Yeah, really? she would be good. I think she's hilarious. You don't like her? She seems very like. She's real dirty. Overly. Yeah, it's just like overly Aww. dirty. What I don't a, know. What about the... It doesn't bother me, but I'm a guy. But when I've seen her, though, <laughs> I did yeah. think she was funny. So. I, I like her, too. And, uh, Broad City, the girl, the ladies from Broad City. Have you guys oh, seen that show? No, I haven't yet? seen that show. I know, I know what you're talking um, about, though. Th- there's two of those, uh, two actresses on that show that are really funny. They would be pretty cool, like Ghostbusters as well. Hmm. I think they would fit that mold. Um she just set up franchises of Ghostbusters. They, they establish that in the films. <laughs> like Dan Aykroyd's character Ray talks about franchising uh, the Ghostbusters, so they mm. laid it out like mm. for it to expand and have it in different cities. And I think that's what they're speculating is that uh, the female crew is going to be New York City, and the male crew is probably going to be West Coast somewhere, oh. like or a different big city. You know what I mean? But they won't. They should share have the, the Ghostbusters same. in like the South. <laughs> somewhere <laughs> they fight Sasquatch and uh, skunk ape southern sassy ghost <laughs> yeah. boo or something boo y'all <laughs> yes and, and I ain't afraid of no ghost yeah. a little bit. Yeah. shoot I ain't, I ain't afraid of no ghost, ghost. Yeah. <laughs> y'all yeah. Daggum. we are the southern ghostbusters yeah. guys boo, let's y'all. start it <laughs> We just Let's need one more franchise. person. Let's let's create our own torch to, ca- to pass Our mutual on. friend Jonathan already has a full Ghostbusters get up. Jonathan that can deadlift 525 pounds? <laughs> you got called out. <laughs> just joking. He probably did. As I say face, because this guy could pick me up. Anything else? That was, that uh, was good. That was a long yeah. segment. That was, yeah, a, that was that a long was Ghostbusters segment. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That was fun. So, so that was the buzz with Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> that was off the cuff stuff. Yeah. Oh, I like oh, it. Hey, yeah. you're good at this.
Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, that's it for this week. Make sure you stay tuned for the next audio play. This one's called The Corpse That Came to Dinner. Uh, it's based on an old horror comic book from the 50s, uh, but it's been adapted by Craig, and um, hope you enjoy it. Thanks. In the neighborhood, who you gonna call? You're just in time. I'm setting the table for another ghoulish dining experience. Join me, won't you? Get ready for the corpse that came to dinner. <laughs> oh, darling, it's a glorious three weeks. Jamaica was the perfect honeymoon. The perfect place for busting. Now... Let's catch up on the news about our friends. Hand the obituaries to me, will you? You morbid tart. Good heavens! It says that our old friend, Henry Clayton, has died. <laughs> but he was only 28! It says he committed suicide. Is that sympathy I hear in your voice, you tart? Dan, I know you and Henry were rivals. Rivals for your love, Joyce! For your love! He always said if he lost me, he'd end it all. Maybe sending him all those photos of us in Jamaica was a mistake. In retrospect, maybe. Hmm. That fool. Hush, dear. The least we can do is visit his grave. But at night? I really want to sleep in tomorrow, doll. Look, there's his grave. The poor man. May he rest in peace. <laughs> what the devil? It sounds like digging, but from within the grave. Hello, Dan and Joyce. Greetings from beyond the grave. <laughs> Shit. Holy fuck. He's climbing out of his grave. He's a corpse. A rotting motherfucking corpse. Hey, that's right, my friends. I'm dead. A corpse. A ghost. But I want to hold you in my arms once more, sweet Joyce. Oh. <laughs> Let her go, you fiend. She's my wife, not yours. <laughs> Yeah, I busted you real good. Stay down. Let's get out of here. But you won't get rid of me that easily. Wait and see. <laughs> well, glad that's over with. Is Dancing with the Stars new tonight? <laughs> well, hello. What took you so long? He's in my recliner. We'll never get the smell out. Fuck this. I have a gun in the cabinet. I feel like this is escalating quickly. Stand aside, baby. <laughs> How can you kill a dead man? Oh, Joyce, my sweet, calling the police will do you no good. Hello? Police? Listen, there's a ghost in our house a and- ghost? Listen, lady, don't call us ever again. See? Besides, how would the police put a ghoul in jail anywho's? A dead man? No law covers that. Are you going to hurt us? Relax, my dear. Dan can have you. I just want to hang out. I'm going to stay here as your guest. Isn't that swell? Oh, no. Uh, I'd be willing to put you up in a hotel. You two assholes. I lost everything, Joyce. My very mortal life. The least you two could do is let me stay with you in order to atone for driving me into a tragic end. Oh, Dan, he's right. I do feel somehow responsible. Anyway, what else can we do? I punched him and shot him, 
and you called the police once. We've exhausted all of our options. I suppose we have to let him stay. Well, that's settled. Just the three of us, so cozy. What's for dinner? I prefer human flesh. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, you uh, you might call me the corpse that came to dinner. <laughs> Quite charming, eh? <laughs> Ooh, Say, uh, let's play cards like we did back in the day. Come on. Remember how we used to play like back when uh, I was alive? Sit down and play some rounds. You have to. I'm your guest. I've already dealt you in. These cards, they're grotesque. You like my special cards? They have zombies on them. Oh. Uh, I bid two zombies. <laughs> I have a splitting headache. I'll get my coat and go out for some fresh air. Ah! There's a motherfucking skeleton hanging in our closet. Have you no pity, Henry? Are you trying to drive us mad? Say, not a bad idea, chum. Not a bad idea at all. Good night, honey. Yeah, let's try to rest. Fuck my life. Every night, that drumming, that motherfucking drumming. And the drumsticks he uses, they're fucking human femurs. Dan, I can't stand this any longer. Hush, my love. I have a plan. I looked up a voodoo doctor. He deals in necromancy, the magic of the dead. He has a rare poison that can paralyze a ghost. But the price is all the money I have in the world. Five thousand dollars. That's seriously all the money you have in the world? Yeah, I mean after we pawn all your jewelry. Fine, take it. Get that voodoo poison at any price. And the next night at dinner... Say, this wine isn't bad. I'll have some more. A toast to your health. <laughs> Say, something's wrong. My muscles are freezing up. It's hard to move. What's happening? I'll tell you what's happening, you fugitive from the grave. We slipped voodoo poison in your wine. It renders even a ghost like you utterly paralyzed and defenseless. At last we can get rid of you, Henry. No, this is a mistake. You must listen to me. I... You spoke your last words, monster! Even your throat is paralyzed now. It works, darling. Back in the grave it goes. As soon as I dig it open again. His face... Staring eyes, frozen in fear. I almost feel he's appealing to us, desperately. But it must be my imagination. 
back where you belong, you dead sack of shit! You motherfucker! I went mad. Utterly mad. I wanted to make you both suffer when I lost Joyce. I wanted to wreck your happiness. But I'm sorry for the trick I played now. If only they could hear me. We are doing nothing wrong. It's a corpse we're burying, after all. No, no, you don't understand. I only pretended to be a ghost. I used makeup and foul clothing to be like a zombie. I wore a bulletproof vest because I was sure that motherfucking Diane would shoot me. But I was really alive. All this time, I was fucking alive. Dearest, we're alone again. Alone! Our home is ours again. Oh, darling, our nightmare is over. Time to get to busting. Please, don't you hear me? I'm buried alive down here. I'm fucking buried alive. I'm fucked. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed your meal, kitties. I know I'm full. Time to sit at the porcelain throne and concentrate. I do my best thinking there. Until next time.